Welcome back to the Platform 24 podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And if you've ever been in our space, you've probably noticed some of the amazing artwork that we have hanging on our walls. And today I get the chance to actually speak with the person behind almost all of our artwork, Angela Gebhardt of the Gebhardt Galleries. Angela, thanks for joining me. Oh, hi, Chris. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. It's very hot. Oh, my gosh. It is hot. I love hot, though. I, I do, too. I would rather it be like sweating than snowing. Oh, God, for sure. Right. Yeah. And it's waiting for four more months and it will be all, you know, oh, ice and snow. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't remind me. <laughs> yeah. I like the hot. I'd much rather have that. Yeah. We have four of your pieces. I think in this four. Space. Yeah. Four. I'm pretty sure. Necker Island, 890. Dream Big. Dream Big. And. Rooster. Rooster. Yeah. Which is actually not yours. It's, it's, it's Chris's. Chris's, mm-hmm. technically. Tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get into painting in the art world? Well, let's see. Really, it goes all the way back to childhood. I loved color crayons, pencils. Whenever we had a Christmas, I would always be, oh, God, I can't wait to get my new pad of paper, my new pencils. So I've really been creative since I was a child, way back when I was young, maybe even four. Wow. I just have loved art. It's my favorite thing all through school. Art was always my best subject which probably is for a lot of people, but I really loved getting to the art class and creating new things. I think I've done it for my whole life. Professionally, did you go to school for art? No, I did not go to school for art. I did, I actually went to cosmetology school. Okay. And I loved hair, and I was always the girl in school that had the perfect hair. I would take my curling iron to school, and everything was, I would do everybody's hair, and then I opened a hair salon. And I had the hair salon for probably 15 years. I had four kids in that 15 years and decided that I needed more time with them because I got so busy doing hair that I could never even do anything with the family because I was always booked like a year in advance. I loved it so much. So when I sold my hair salon, I decided that I have to go back to doing art full time. It just was something that I had to do. So at 40, (laughs) I started painting. And being able to stay home and get the kids on the bus, off the bus, go to all of their functions, which I hadn't been able to do in the past. And I just started painting in my studio at my home. And I started with smaller paintings. And eventually, after a few years, I started painting really large. And that's what I loved. It just was so free. I could create all day long if I had to. Yeah. But I loved it. Talk to me about your style, I guess, would be the correct word, or mm-hmm. or do you even have a particular style that you... I would say I now do have a particular style, but back when I started, I just, I still did texture work, a lot of texture and paint, but I work with all different types of things, acrylics, oils, pastels. I make a compound, a texture compound that I work with as well that I use on almost all of my paintings that makes it look more like a sculpture, like layers upon layers. And they all do different, they all have different aspects to them, bumpy or, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I would, I would say that you, looking at the pieces that we have, they, every piece that I've seen of yours is, you know, uniquely itself. Mm-hmm. But also, oh yeah, that's an Angela Gephardt piece. Yeah, like that's you can what, kind of tell that that 
oh yeah, that little, you know, that little the, bit wor- of- the little boarding right there or how she did, you know, yeah. this texture over here. It's not the same across any painting. No. But it's definitely that little like, oh yeah. And almost all of my paintings have a message of some sort in them. Yeah. Even if it's not words, it's, you can see what it's saying by what I've done to it. We didn't actually say where we're recording from. Oh, yes, we're recording <laughs> we're from, from Ev- the, the Evan... Evan Lowry Gallery. Evan Lowry Gallery. Mm-hmm. Evan Lowry Gallery in, on Main Street in Carmel. Yep. The reason we did this is you've got a lot of paintings in here right now, too. Yeah, I think we do. I think, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, we have... Um, my husband's also an artist, and we have, between the two of us, probably 16 or so amount, about 16 paintings in here. Yeah. Tell me about the Midwest art scene. Well. Maybe specifically not Indianapolis, but, you know, we can kind of cycle out into maybe touching Chicago a little bit, but, you know. Okay, well, let me tell you this. I do all my work in the Midwest. I paint in the Midwest. I have my home in the Midwest. I do everything here, but I actually don't sell a lot of work here. I do all my shows on the East Coast. I do a lot in Miami. Um, I've done a few out in... California. So really, it's a coast to coast thing, but I don't do much in the Midwest. And I will say this is my first show I've ever done in the Midwest is this show I've have going on here at Evan Laurie's, but he has one of the best galleries I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of galleries. So I was really pretty happy to be able to put my show in here. Do you think that people not buying art in the Midwest is maybe a you know a concentration of wealth or is it i mean because you you talk to some people who are like i don't make seven figures but Mm -hmm. i still collect art and then you get people who buy art all the time and they do make that that type of money i mean i think truthfully what it is is people some people don't have a lot of money, but they love art. Yeah. And they will do whatever it takes to buy the piece they love. If it speaks to them, they will find a way to buy it. So I don't necessarily think it's that. Now, as far as our pieces go, I think my husband and myself have very large pieces of work, which a lot of people don't have that kind of space. Right. So that's a problem. But um, Miami, New York, Um, California, most of those places have enormous homes and those people are actually looking for art and they go to the art shows that we are in and that's, they're specifically looking for a piece that fits in the space that they have. So I think I sell a lot more because we have the shows out there and all of this big art, people are actually there looking for it. Mm. And in the Midwest, a lot of people really aren't looking for big art. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's the main thing. I do sell some here, but not very much. Right. What's the farthest you've traveled for a show slash sale? The farthest probably, I mean, like I said, I go to Miami a lot. I go to New York quite a bit. And then we, the farthest I think we've ever gone is Indian Wells, California. Okay. <laughs> and that show was, it was a new show, so it wasn't super popular, but the place was awesome. And I sold pieces off of pieces that I had there, like commission work off of those pieces. And then now when I look back at that, and that was just a few years ago, every one of those pieces that was in there is sold. So it's kind of interesting to say we went that far away and didn't sell much at the show, but when we got home, we sold a lot of it because people kept the number and called us and we shipped it back to them. So it was yeah. interesting. How, 
I guess it depends on the show and depends on what pieces you have. Do you see a lot of people coming into shows and pointing at something and going, I want to buy that? Oh, and definitely. Like moving, moving inventory, I say. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, people walk right up and say, oh, my God, I saw that from across the room. I have to have that. And then we always have a truck because we don't usually ship our stuff. We take it with us in a trailer that we have. And because we don't like people to really mess with our stuff, we like to do it ourselves. But someone will come in and say, oh, my gosh, I have to have that piece. So then we have something out in the trailer we replace it with instantly. We don't even put the red dot up. We get it off the wall and then we ship it to them. So, yeah, that happens quite a bit. What's your biggest event on your calendar? Oh, definitely Miami. Every December, the first week of December, this year it's December 4th through the 9th, I believe. That is during Art Basel week in Miami, and that is that attracts thousands of people from all over the world, hundreds of thousands probably, but it is the best show even if you don't like art, it's worth going to see it. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time preparing for that show. And that's usually our biggest show. And we usually sell the most at that show. So we talked about a little bit about the business side of things. Where do you find inspiration for some of your pieces? Because a lot of your pieces are these just abstract. Right. And you know, abstract's my favorite thing. My husband loves figures. So yeah. that that's the difference between he and I. He really sees figures in his work or sometimes animals but i rarely see that i just come from a creative point in my mind that says i want it to look like this certain thing that i see in my mind and i just put it out there so really for inspiration i would say i i do get inspiration from just being around art all the time but most of it comes from my husband and myself working together it's so nice to be able to have someone that supports me and I support him and it creates such a great environment. We've been married for 30 years. Congratulations. So yeah, that's awesome. You don't hear that too often anymore. Four kids and our kids actually help us in the business. So we're around art a lot. Yeah. You're, you, you and your husband are just feeding off of each other. Like he may do something on a piece and you see that and go, well, I kind of like that color. And then Yes. Oh, that, that happens quite often where (laughs) we'll just do a, we'll get ready for an exhibit and he'll do his in his studio, which he has his own studio on our property. And I have a studio. And then when we put the things together, the pieces, they actually have some of the same exact colors in it. And we never even saw the other person's (laughs) stuff. It's so crazy how it works so cohesively when we do a show together. We just put pieces together and decide what's going to hang. And most likely it's going to be eight of one and eight of the other, not even planning that because they just work together so well. Yeah. So your pieces are, you work relatively large. Yes. What, like 10 by 10, 10 by 12? Oh, bigger? I would say, oh, gosh, I would say more like six foot by eight foot okay. or something eight by eight, something like that. Yeah, those are, that's probably about the size I would typically do. Now, like I said, I used to paint small and I cannot paint small anymore. When people say, can I have a commission? It really, I really have to get myself into a position to say, okay, can I do that now? Can I make that smaller? And most of the time I will do it, but sometimes I actually say no because I can't, my, I just can't flow freely enough to do it as small as they want it. It's yeah. not the same thing yeah. when they see it. Do you ever, how specific do people get with their commissions? 
they don't get specific at all, which is really interesting. Do they say, I want something six by six and yes. you do you? A lot you of w- times they say they, they see a piece at a show and they say, oh my gosh, I love this. I love the colors in this, but this just is a little too big for my space. Can I get one similar to this and you can do whatever you want? And that's very easy. I mean, I can do that, but it just depends on how small they want it. Right. Like I said, I I can't go too small or it won't look anything like the piece. Yeah. And that must be creatively freeing for you to have that ability to just have somebody say, do whatever you want. Correct. Yeah. I love that when they say that. And they usually pay me, you know, half up front. So it's not like, but I truthfully don't make them, if they wouldn't like it, I wouldn't make them keep it. But that's really never happened. So. Yeah. Do you ever feel pressured with commissions? Yeah. I do. I actually do feel like if I'm put on a time limit, you know, I usually give myself enough time, but when I have a show, I usually have quite a few commissions afterwards. And then I have to step back and look and say, okay, what can I really do? Cause I don't want to disappoint the person and I give them a time, but I am pressured. Yeah. I sometimes I work better under pressure though. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess this, this really depends on the size of the painting, but how how long does something does a painting usually take you? You're correct on the the size; it does matter. But I will say one thing that's typical in myself doing my work. I have a studio where I can do three or four pieces at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, with the style that I use, with the texture, I usually have about three or four pieces going. And so one will have a layer that has to dry. So I move to the next one. So really, if I did one piece for the whole time, it still would take as long because I have to let it dry. So um, I worked on a lot of pieces recently for a show and I got pretty pressured. But I would say I got most of them done together in six to eight weeks. Several pieces. Yeah. That's pretty quick. Yeah, that does. I mean, that feels like you know, looking at the scale of your pieces, mm-hmm. having multiple of those running all at the same time. I mean, your, your studio must be fairly large. It's too. actually not very large. <laughs> I have a, it's like a studio that has a, um, a door that lifts up so I can step back and go outside and look inside. And then I have walls. It's probably only 20 by maybe 80. Yeah. But it's so it's narrow, but I have two doors that can open that I can step back and look. Now, my husband, he paints in a shipping container. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so his is smaller than mine, and he can pump out work so much quicker than me because he paints what he sees. Mm-hmm. I paint what I think. Like, if I have a thing in my head, I have to make it look like that, or I just can't stand it. Yeah. And he can start a painting. So his work, he can pump stuff out of that container so much faster than me. And I have all this space that yeah. I feel like it's enough space, but. Do you have a favorite time of year that you like? Oh, definitely paint? summer. Yeah. Yeah. I love summer. I love to be hot. I have air conditioning in there, but when I open the doors, I can, it's just, I'm, I love hot. Yeah. Does that affect like the technical aspect of painting because it's yes, so hot? it does. The humidity, it's its much harder for them to dry in the humidity. So sometimes I do have to keep the doors shut with the air conditioning because it helps the paintings dry. And in the winter, I actually have a heater that's in there because it's so cold yeah. that the little heater plus the heat from the home, but the little heater 
it really helps them dry quicker. So I probably do more. I get more done in the winter. Yeah. But I like the summer. Have you ever had a disaster with a painting? Not a accidental, it got, you know, dropped and broken or something, but you just had a painting in your studio. And then one day you looked at it and just said, nah. Oh, yes. Every artist has that. Yes. But I will say, if you put it aside, you can get it back out and it turns into something completely different and you can't even believe it. But what the mistake or the, if it turned out the the first part of it wasn't great that you and you just didn't love it, the second time you get it out and do it, sometimes you think, oh my God, if I didn't have that underneath it, it would have never came out this good for this piece. Because with my layers, it adds a, a layer that... I didn't typically want to be there, but it made it a much nicer piece. Have you ever thrown out a piece entirely? Or have you always kept something? Are you saying ever? I mean... Ever? Yes. I mean... I have, and my (laughs) husband will get it and take it and keep it. He says, you aren't throwing stuff away. And then I still have one that he has that's really tiny that I absolutely can't stand. And he will not let me get rid of it. And he loves it. And... So he keeps it for him and that's fine. I just don't want to see it, but that's funny because he'll do the same thing. He'll have a piece that he says, oh, this is just, I can't. And he puts it aside and I'm like, oh my God, don't touch it. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you really, as an artist, you have to love it or you can't, you're not happy with it. It's not done until you love it. We talked a lot about your art. What artists are you really loving right now? that okay. you're really following famous artists that i love that, sure i sure. mean there's there's obviously jean michelle basquiat i mean he's one of my all-time favorites and a lot of my work at the beginning when i first started doing this years ago i did a lot of street art okay. and i still have some that i sell but that's kind of where the words came in that i have on my paintings the messages came from his style but he's one of my all-time favorites and then i love gerhard richter He's an abstract painter, but he also does realistic um, paintings that are so real that they look like um, a photo. Hmm. But I like his abstracts, yeah. And he's still alive. He's 87 today. So those are my favorite. But as far as anybody I know that does art, I I like so many artists. There's so many. I can't really pick them out. Yeah. And I bet going to all those shows, you've probably made friends with a lot of oh, definitely. artists across yes. the country. And we talk, I mean, it's, and they're so different because my pieces are so unique. Their pieces are different than mine. And so we get along great. Nobody's competition. There's no competition. People, if you like something, you like it, you know? Yeah. That's the great thing about the art world is that everybody has a different, a different taste and a different eye. Mm-hmm. And so even having two paintings right next to each other. Yeah, that's you know. kind of nice. Like about this gallery, you yeah. see all the different work in here. He has some of the best artists. Him, there's um, several in here that are so different than mine, which makes it all work together for a show. I, he he just really has a good good eye for art. Yeah. How long are you guys going to be in the Evan Laurie Gallery? I think we're going to be here until the show in Miami. So probably till December. So you'll be able to come to Carmel, and this gallery is open Monday through Friday. Um, they do have different hours during the summer, and I'm not sure exactly what those are. Um, we'll put a link to the website. Yeah, we'll put a link to it because they have 
Friday and Saturday, they're here for sure um, on the regular hours, but, and they stay open later on those nights. And there's so much that goes on in Carmel. Yeah. They have a lot that they open the store for that, you know, they open the gallery for that, but it is one of the main things on the street here. So it really makes Carmel's art district stand out and it looks really great. Um, There's an international art fair coming up. It's the 27th and 28th of, or maybe it's the 28th and 29th. It's that weekend. I think it's the um, 28th and 29th of September. And that's enormous. There's going to be thousands of people. It's international art show and his gallery is going to be, this gallery is going to be opened for um, that whole time, all, all days, I think 10 to 10 maybe. Okay. And then, um, There'll be a lot of vendors in the streets. The streets will be closed off. He'll even have jewelry um, vendors in the store here, and he's going to have all kinds of things, but it's going to be really nice. Yeah. Well, Angela, thanks so much for taking the time to sit down for a little bit and chat about your artwork. Um, Where can people find more information about your art? Well, they can call Evan Laurie, or they can um, go to Gebhardt Gallery your website on the website yeah or really instagram gebhardt gallery the instagram and find stuff but if they've if they hear it from evan's place then they can just let us know yeah so great well thanks again for chatting with me thanks chris that's so great of you to come in today yeah and uh thank you for listening and we'll see you next time